0: Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every strong soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with 3 million monthly listeners, we are radio strong. We're here to share resources and experts on topics important to you, the military family. Join us. We've got another great episode starting right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. hello everyone we're glad you are with us today Sandra Beck has the day off but I am here with you Robin Boyd with you for the next hour uh, we have a wonderful guest today Bill Lockard uh, he is the head coach of 227 financial coaching lots of great advice coming up um, especially when the beginning of April comes around I think we all sort of get that little hot feeling in the back of our neck because we know what's what's ahead in the middle of the month uh, but before we we meet Bill, uh, I want to share a couple of things that we have on our radar. Um, If you're up in the Washington State area, uh, Washington Military Kids and Family Partnership is uh, planning a a Making Connections Summit. will take place on April 15th of all days. Uh, The goal of this summit is to connect community and military service providers, educate service providers on programs available to the military uh, and and the Families and to share tips on how to maintain connections with each other. This is so important. So often we hear of this disconnect and services that might be available uh, are not available or the other way around. Topics that they're going to present uh, in this is going to include resources provided by military programs Uh, what is available in the community, especially in uh, reference to mental health resources, military culture, and awareness, and so much more. Um, There's a lot of resources that are uh, available for you to call for. Uh, And one of the reasons why I am bringing this up, even if you're not in the Washington area, I wanted to let other communities be aware of this kind of event. It's a wonderful forum, and it's so much uh, uh, this is so needed in communities and military providers as far as their, their communication. Uh, other states may want to take note of the outcome of this kind of summit. And if something similar is not happening in your state or county, maybe this is a good time for you to explore these possibilities. Now, if you are up in Washington or, and are interested in this, uh, the event is going to take place at the McGavick Conference Center, 4500 Steel Akum, below. And in Lakewood, Washington. If you have questions about this event uh, or want to learn more about their outcomes, uh, the telephone number is 253-512-7985. And I did Google it uh, just to make sure that I had the information so you certainly could do the same. Uh, April 1st is payday for the military, but with the start of April, as I kind of alluded to, we're also reminded, and it's sometimes a painful reminder, that it is tax season. Uh, Just a reminder, if this is still on your to-do list, that Military OneSource has tax preparation assistance available to military families. So go to military.com and search for the services not only from Military OneSource, but Jackson Hewitt, IRS, Free File, and all. also, Tax Slayer and TurboTax have specific editions just for military. So, you'll want to find more information on those programs as well. So, once we all go down that tax filing alley and uh, it's almost like new year's eve isn't it we start planning and say oh i'm going to do better next year and i'm going to start to save uh save in a little account and tuck a little away and uh start clipping coupons or making coffee instead of stopping on the way to work and then just like every new year's resolution our hopes to stay financially on track are just sometimes washed away by the first emergency it's uh, maybe a flat tire or one of the kids broke their glasses or our cell phone died, any number of uh, catastrophes along the way just throw our household budget into a financial collapse. So our guest today, uh, Bill Lockhart, is going to peel us off the ceiling from all of those catastrophes and help us lay out some good groundwork to uh, help us through and get us on the right track. Bill, thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm delighted. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, we definitely are, are victim to many things that happen in our lives. Uh, and you are a retired, um, army officer and you are a trained financial coach um, and you do uh, assist now families on how to get out of debt and build wealth but I'm curious before we got to where you are today bill when you were young and a teenager did you uh, were you really frugal and did your family give you an allowance
1: well you know that that's a great question when I was young growing up in the 70s and 80s I cannot remember my parents talking with my brother and I about our about income and about how much we made and about our family um budget and things like that. Uh to me it was just I knew my dad went to work, my mom stayed at home, my mom ran the books. We never wanted for anything, uh but when I went to college and was getting ready to graduate and entered the army, Bam, I hit that, that big brick wall of, okay, what's next? And just like so many other people, um, one of the first things I did was get a credit card. And not too long after that I found myself in trouble with um racking up credit card debt. And I was never a big spender, haven't ever been a big spender, but The temptations of having that credit card in your pocket at all times is just so great that it's hard to resist.
0: It's very difficult, I think, and I think we've all been there, whether you're off to college or off to the military. I think you have to sort of experience it, and the only way to experience it is to sort of get in a little bit of trouble, so you have to get yourself out. I I think no matter uh, how many times our moms or dads said, you know, you really should put a little money away, you kind of have to get it out of your system maybe – I'd like to think that we could help alleviate that to some degree. What about your own kids? Do you uh, give them allowances or do you help them?
1: sort of- Well, my, uh, my wife and I have uh, uh, decided early on, even before we had kids, that we were going to kind of – switch things up. So whereas I said that my mom and dad never really spoke of money or financial topics in our house, um, my wife and I have been very open with our two kids about um, our finances, about our budget, about how much things cost so that they're not clueless when they get to the age of and go out into the world. Um, mm-hmm. I have, My kids now are 13 and 15, so we've got one who's getting ready to get spun up to go to college, and they both understand basic issues now about basic ideas about what a car loan is and what's interest on a loan and how, uh, how dangerous debt can be because, you know, the interest that gets applied to your debt month after month just grows out of control. So for my kids, do they get a budget, uh, or I'm sorry, do they get an allowance? No, not really, but they're We've tried to instill an entrepreneur, uh, spirit within them. So, mm. uh, take for instance, my younger, my son, my 13 year old, he's, uh, he built his first computer, uh, this past Christmas and already he is, um, helping people in and around our, uh, um, our town, um, as a consultant, if you will, helping All them put film. together, <laughs> helping them put together websites. And my daughter is making, you know, good money for her age as a babysitter. And she knows that um uh, once she gets her driver's license, she'll need a car to get a job and to go to school. So she's putting uh, money aside for that. So I think my wife and I um, kind of want to, as I said, turn the tables around. And I want them to leave the house knowing some of these basic concepts so that they can be um, one step ahead of where I was when I left the house.
0: Mm, Absolutely. I know uh, one of the other shows that we have on Togenet is uh, Baby and Toddler Instructions, and I was on Blythe Lippman's show one day, and we were talking a little bit with um, a guest that she had on, encouraging parents to not be so quick to use even just a debit card it, when you're shopping with the children because it gives them uh, a false um, concept of spending money totally. that we should probably take out the 50 or $100, have the cash in when we go to do the grocery shopping and give cash as opposed to sli- swiping the, the debit card because it helps those kids just with those subliminal suggestions that that plastic card isn't magic. That plastic card really does stand for tender,
1: That's absolutely true. I I, I can tell you in our family, when we go to the grocery store or we go to a restaurant, we have a specific uh, envelope with us that has cash in it. And my kids have learned to understand that uh, when the cash is done, we're not going out to dinner again until I get paid at the first of the month. So they understand that. Money just doesn't magically come out of an ATM or uh, doesn't come out from the credit card company. It's there, it gets used for a purpose, and then it's gone. So you have to be wise about it.
0: I'm hoping a lot more curriculums in schools are embracing uh, basic uh, household skills. I know my daughter um, was in a class In high school and they created uh, their own checkbook they had uh, their own quote unquote income they had to balance their checkbook they had to go through all of the and the teacher every day would throw something at you Um, Johnny needs a haircut or Mary's going to need braces or uh, so and so got the flu or the car broke down all of those little things that our real life throws at you it was a wonderful class and and it was in their math class, but not everybody got to take that class if they were uh, in in some of the advanced uh, mathematic classes. So I'm hoping more schools do uh, more, life. I think it was called Lifestyles or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, we're on our way to a break, uh, and on the other side of the break, I do want to talk about, Um, what you as a coach do and how your coaching is so specific to military families I know um, that money is dear to everybody but military families do have some unique challenges so on the other side of the break we're going to be talking with Bill Lockhart uh, from 227 Financial Coaching Um, we are going to be here for the rest of the hour so get comfy, stay with us We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio.
2: Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather and new cures join velocity every friday at 11 a.m eastern standard time only here on the woohoo radio network it's Day,
3: only six golfers in history have ever shot a hole in one while taking part in the Ryder cup of course the hole in one isn't a phenomenon for professional golfers only Hackers, whiffers, and foozlers get them, while some PGA Tour pros still await their first. According to Golf Digest, who has been tracking info for more than 60 years, the odds of getting a hole-in-one for a professional is 5,000 to 1, and 12,000 to 1 for the rest of us. Tiger Woods shot his first hole-in-one when he was only 6 years old, and John Elway hit a hole-in-one on his 40th birthday. Now there's a good reason to frolic, gozine, or celebrate. I figured out why golf instructors insist you keep your head down and look at the ball. It's so that you can't see them laughing. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
0: We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're here today with Bill Lockhart. Um, he is the head coach for 227 Financial Coaching. Um, and, and, Bill, we were talking a little bit about uh, growing up and having concepts of, of financial awareness, I guess we could actually call it. Um when you retired from active duty what was your financial horizon were you able uh in the you served for 21 years so you really uh, probably um had a little bit more time to be planning what you were going to be doing when you severed and when you retired um were you ready to hit the road running or were you sort of once you retired sort of faced with um starting from square one
1: well, when I, retired, um, w- when I retired, when I retired, I had a very good idea of what I could do, and I also had a good idea of what I wanted to do. So, I wanted to try to at least merge those two ideas together. So, um, after my twenty-one years in the army. Um, I was able to um, have a resume that I was able to get a job relatively soon after I retired. I was working for the uh, federal government um, in a DOD, Department of Defense office, Um, and I still do that type of work for the government um, now, but I knew um, when I retired that that was a job I could get and I knew I, I could succeed at, but the job that I wanted to do, the passion I had, was to help others and specifically those uh, servicemen and women and their families to try to find the, uh, the freedom that, I, I, that my wife and I achieved later on in my military career when we were able to pay off all of our debts and to the point where we even paid off our house before I retired from the Army. And I was completely debt-free. And for the first time ever, I just had this complete sense of freedom, um, a huge weight lifted off of my chest. And I started helping people um, informally uh, at my church to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then I found that this is the passion that I really wanted to seek out and really there was no other group of people who I wanted to help more than uh the ones who were still in uniform or coming out of uniform so that's why I I'm, I'm at the point now where although I I, I had the job with the uh, uh the civilian type job uh now I'm I'm leaning towards more of um, making this my 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 true passion in life is to help people you know, get out of debt, plan, budgets, and build their wealth.
0: That is, it's just so wonderful to know that it can be done, and I'm sure many who are in the military, and we kind of alluded to this in during the break. I think, um, especially if your term of services is just the, the, the short three to five years, you're not really thinking about what's ahead. You're you're there to get your job done. You're you're doing your job. You are um, just just sticking to business. Where at what point should somebody who is, say, enlisting or is is currently serving, at what point should they really be starting to think about what's ahead after they leave the military?
1: Well, after they leave the military, you know, the best piece of advice I got from. Uh, a gentleman who had retired many, many years before I did was that at around five years out, if you're you're making the military a career, you need to really start thinking about your exit plan, as he referred to it, Mm -hmm. about uh, three to five years out before you get out. Um, That gives you enough time to um, kind of amass the knowledge that you'll need to make that transition as um, painless as possible. Um, it, you need to decide things not only what you want to do, but where you're going to do it. Are you going to stay where you're at, or was there one specific part of the country that you um, you were living in at some point during your career that you want to travel back to, or is there a place where your family's from that you want to go to? Um, for for young for people who are going to be staying in for a shorter time. I don't think there's anything wrong with having an idea going going um, into the military, knowing that you're going to do it for three years or five years, and then at the end of that time, my my goals are this: I'm you know I'm going to get out after five years and use my GI Bill to take me to college or take me to a trade school and do something that I truly want to do. And in that case, I, I think it's probably wise for them to think. Three to five years ahead, even as they're enlisting in the military, so that they can have they can spend their time in the military getting everything assembled that they'll need for when that time comes for them to hang up the uniform and go forth
0: mm-hmm. it, it, with the salary that uh, an average person is going to make is it is it really reasonable to be able to say Yes, you're going to be able to put a certain percentage away every month in a
1: savings You know, I do think it is. And one of the keys to being able to determine how much you can is to write a budget. Um, write a budget each month telling mm-hmm. you uh, how much money you're going to make. And for us in the military, we've got a pretty good idea down to the penny how much we're going to get every payday. Mm-hmm. Um and then start subtracting the expenses that you know you're going to have, um, be it food, be it grocery money, be it transportation money, gas for the car, be it clothing money, be it um, some money for uh, entertainment during the month. But sure. and on top of all of that, be it um, maybe uh, tithing your your money, you know, giving money to charity, to your local church, et cetera. And then at the end of that, once you have all the things that are True necessities, not just wants but true necessities mm-hmm. if, if if you're smart enough to stay out of debt and to not go with the crowd but to to be confident in who you are, you'll have money left over at the end to invest. It may be one percent of your paycheck it may be fifteen percent of your paycheck but mm-hmm. if if you're if you're smart enough to plan out ahead of time telling your money where to go. Instead of trying to figure out where it all went, you'll find money to invest. And one of the great things the military started doing um, about midway through my career is that they opened up the Thrift Savings Plan to all servicemen. So this allows us to invest um, money, pre-tax money, into the uh, TSP, so that. Our tax burden during the month is also reduced while we're investing money for the future. And I encourage uh, all uh, military families, be they um, enlisted, NCO, or officers, to take advantage of that um, as much as possible and with a goal of incrementally increasing it during their initial years in the military to the point where they've maxed out their contribution to the TSP. So that the money that's going to be that that they're putting in, as I said, is pre taxed and sure. I can uh, I, I can explain to them just how much of a of an incentive and advantage that is to them. Um, in addition to that, we also um, are all military uh, families can take advantage of a Roth IRA mm-hmm. and put even more money away for the future. Their work grows tax-free, so it's not. Can they? Yes, everyone in the military can find money to invest um, throughout their careers, be it five years or 20 years or longer. It's just a matter of are you going to take the time and are you going to discipline yourself to find the money? And as I said, don't follow the crowd, but be confident in who you are and know where your priorities are so that you can um, have a future outside the military when that retirement day comes.
0: Where do they find out? Where would one find more information if they did want to set up one of those plans?
1: Well, uh, for the TSP, of course, they would go through um, their their human resources or their personnel office uh, on base. Uh, For Roth IRA, it's a simple thing of um, going online and finding a reputable. Uh, investment firm that can set up a Roth IRA rather easily. You know, um, the the internet has made things so easy that uh, either, even I can do it. Um, but the one thing I want to stress is, as as a financial coach, um, I'm not going to try to sell anybody any uh, stocks or mutual funds. You know, I'm a coach uh, in the sense that I'm going to try to educate you. And to give you suggestions and take a uh, um, an objective uh, look at where you're at now without any, um, you know, I'm not going to try to judge you on what's happened in the past, but rather kind of educate you towards the future of what you can do to get out of debt and to build wealth. So, you know, going back to your original question, absolutely, absolutely, I think anyone in the military can find money in their budget to invest, in it, and it's imperative that they do. It's imperative.
0: Um, I, while we're chatting about resources that you offer, I want to direct people to your website, which is financial227support.com. Um, and one of the blogs that you wrote that I, I read on your website was talking need versus want. And I think that's what you're saying is uh, there are times that we really have to weigh those two words uh, very carefully.
1: Oh, absolutely. And believe me, no one is, was guilty more of getting the two things mixed up than I was. I mean, (laughs) especially as, as a stupid, dumb, young lieutenant in the army, when I was getting my first steady paycheck, I bought so many things that on credit cards that I'm embarrassed to even bring them up now to, to my, my daughter and my son. Um, (laughs) So trust me, I, I made every mistake that Anyone in the military right now is making, I've made them, and I probably made more than uh, a couple that you haven't even thought of yet. So, <laughs> you know, what, what. You're uh, the pro. I'm the pro, and maybe that's my best <laughs> qualification to be a coach because I've, I've already made the mistakes, and I'm here to, to give you some insight before you make some other ones.
0: Oh, gosh. Bill, we're we're so glad that you're here and helping us sort of sort this out. We're here today with Bill Lockhart, and I do hope you stay with us. We've got lots more after the break right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio.
4: is there more living for you to do yes start living inspired be here for living inspired with trisha goyer thursday afternoons at 4 3 p.m central on toginet.com trisha will dig deep into the topics that matter most to women inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts trisha is a wife mom speaker family expert and author of 24 books Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com.
3: years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000 year old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkled and all, Baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes. The mud protected the ship from wear, explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition. We land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea, but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today. Sandra has the day off. And uh, if you've missed any of this show or any of our 200-plus shows that we've got wrapped up and waiting for you, you can visit us at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. You can find them all on iTunes. That's where we are. And anytime you feel like listening to a great show, just tune us in, and we are there ready and waiting for you. Today's great show is with Bill Lockhart. He is a the head coach for 227 Financial Coaching. And his website, I did say before, but I want to make sure that you all had a chance to jot it down. It's financial227support.com. Um, and the blogs that I'm reading on there, Bill, are really very... Uh, very poignant. I, I, that's not quite the right word I want, but they are very succinct. They they bring out a uh, an issue. You talk about the issue. You, it makes you think about the issue as to where you can make the choice. And I think that's what a good coach does. And um, you are indeed that. You you are helping us make the best choice in our best interest. Where did well, did, did you think much. you always had that um, that in you? The, I mean when did you finally decide that that was where you knew you could help other people, especially military families?
1: Well, I think my my you know certainly my leadership skills and my managerial skills were were honed and taught to me via the military i mean mm-hmm.
3: you,
1: you you spend twenty plus years in the army and the army expects you to be a leader and a mentor, and in that sense a coach for um For young, for the younger people coming into the military, be they young officers or young NCOs or young enlisted people. So I I think I was able to, um, you know, learn quite a bit from my experiences in the army. And then I just um, when when I when my wife and I decided that we were going to become debt free and we were going to pay everything off, I just found that I couldn't learn enough about everything I wish I had learned when I was in school. So um, quite a bit of just going to the library, finding books that I think uh, will help me and thus help my clients, and just trying to stay current and uh, trying to educate myself uh, any way I can. Uh, one of the great things, you and thank you very much for mentioning my website, but one of the great things I've learned is just by um, – having people interact with me um, by email or over the phone because, you know, every situation is unique. Everyone has um, a different story, but there's so many common threads that weave their way through everyone's life and everyone's story that we can all learn so much from one another. And that's one of the things I, I, I truly enjoy doing is to capture these lessons from people and try to apply them to others as I I coach them.
0: Hmm. I I was sort of anticipating that answer from you, but I'm kind of glad that that came out. So many times I think in the military you're doing a job and you're not realizing the skills that you are uh, learning are going to transcend into civilian life, and it may be in a way that you don't expect, but um, who would have thought that when you were in um, serving in Kuwait or Egypt, that you were going to be turning around and helping people with their financial futures?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Um, I, I, I could tell you that as I was getting close, closer and closer to the end of my career, I, I knew that. Even if I wanted to walk away from the idea of trying to help uh, people with their finances, it just kept coming back to me. So its I'm, I'm, I think it's more of a, a career that's found me instead of me finding the career.
0: Yeah. Do you think the military does a good job preparing our servicemen and women to stay?
1: No, you know, I, I hate saying this, but no, I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, you brought up the class that your daughter takes, and, and I wish that class was not only available to, to all kids in school, but mandatory. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, our, our school systems don't teach um, young, young people, come, you know, through uh, high school about these things, and military doesn't as well, doesn't either. Um, you know, is it the role of the military to teach um, young enlistees how to manage their money? Maybe, maybe not, but I get a little upset, a little um, disappointed in my military when when I see that it makes uh, credit and thus debt easily accessible to all Mm -hmm. servicemen. Um, when I was uh, when when I was a captain in the army, the army um, brought out this new thing called the Star Card, which was basically oh, yes. a credit card a credit card that you could use at the PX or the Navy Exchange mm-hmm. or you know any AV store. And I had to myself had to again you know resist that temptation of using it. And believe me, I used it for some dumb things. But then I would see um, young. Um, privates and you know E threes who were you know buying things like candy bars and six packs of sodas and and chips and things on the star card, not realizing that if they didn't pay it off, they were going to be you know collecting interest on that debt that was just going to follow them each month. Mm. So I, I I I think that you know again it's debatable. Does the military have a responsibility to teach? Teaches members about uh, being financially responsible. I, th- I I don't think there's any debate at all. It's in their best interest for servicemen and women and their families to be financially responsible. I think it makes for a more effective and efficient military if we have um, families who. Um, have their finances in order, are out of debt, and are saving money because those are critical things that they don't have to worry about when the service Mm -hmm. member has to deploy. And it's certainly things that families don't have to worry about when every 24 to 36 months they have to up and move, you know, in PCS. So it's in the military's best interest, but unfortunately – You know, uh, uh, the people I speak with, the people I work with, you know, uh, all too often are, you know, they went into the military and the first time they ever got a steady paycheck was from Uncle Sam. And instead of using it wisely, they, um, just like so many other people in our country, they they allowed themselves to get deep and deep in debt. One of the, and I
0: I. Know other people that have listened to the show know that I am a lifelong Girl Scout and I actually do work for our local council now. Um, our we are just wrapping up our Girl Scout cookie program, and we always want to call it a program because indeed it is a program. It's not just a sale because the girls are learning entrepreneurial skills, and it's just <laughs> one vehicle that I feel very strongly about in in teaching our children um, how to manage money at a young age, um, in our program, we encourage them to decide what their goal is and then to build toward that goal by, are they going to sell cookies or are they going to sell fall product? How many do they need? If they're going to do a booth sale, do they have to purchase a permit? Are they going to use uh, transaction fees on a a swipe card so that they can accept credit cards? There are fees involved in that. And um, all of that is part of learning how to run a successful business. Um, And I think too many times people forget the, the program behind the fun uh, of the cookies, because certainly we, we have fun while we're doing it, but those, those learning skills are so important for children to embrace at a young age. So they do have that conceptually as adults. They're not just thinking money grows on trees, or it's not just going to be waived and we don't have to pay that finance fee, or it's going to be our responsibility to get ourselves ahead financially and that's where your coaching is just so important for everyone
1: it, it is and you know um I, I with a daughter who was in girl scouts and a son who was in cub scouts I, i've seen mm-hmm. plenty of girl scout cookie booths <laughs> and boy scout popcorns being sold yeah. outside of walmart and places but it, you know it, it's it's certainly it, the, the sooner we can expose people to that type of uh spirit and uh, being able to do a profit loss statement or just a simple budget, you know, a household budget, or e- even if you're a single person, a monthly budget that, that where you're going to decide what needs to be paid first and where the money's going to go. Because I could tell you, just like most, so many other people, when, when my wife and I were first married and I was a young captain, um, we, uh, we, we didn't use a budget, and uh, I can remember months when my LES was more or less spent by the 10th of the month, and the rest of the month was bankrolled on a Visa card. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had two car payments, rent, uh, school loans. I had a personal loan that I had taken out. And then utilities, groceries, uh, going downtown to see a movie once or twice just for the heck of it. You know? And, and by, by the time um, the 10th of the month rolled around, uh, my, my checking account, my, my, my paycheck was spent. And then it was just this vicious cycle. We, we started all over again. We, paid, we, we thought we were ahead of the game because we were paying off our credit card bill each month. We didn't realize that we were spending money on stuff that we didn't need. We didn't realize that, you know, we were playing the game, that we had become slaves of the credit card. And, and that's yeah. why I, I, I named our our, our, co- our coaching firm uh, 227 um, Financial Coaching, because in Proverbs twenty two seven it says that the borrower is the slave to the lender. And Regardless if that, if that lender is, you know, the credit card company or, or the car loan company or your local bank, if you're borrowing money and and you're not even paying attention to how much or what type of interest rate you're paying, you're a slave to that, to that loan. You're a slave to that credit card because it's stealing the potential that you have for you and your family to really live free is stealing any potential you have to doing the things that you want to do uh, with the money that you earn. And especially for military families, you know, I can't think of a more noble cause, uh, a more noble profession to pur- pursue than our military. So please, let, let's get out of that rat race. Let's get out of that vicious cycle that my wife and I experience. And, and start making a plan each month for where our money is going to be. And it took and that, a while for yep. my wife. And, yeah, it, and that's I'm going speaking.
0: to definitely inspire us. Uh, we've got to go to break, Bill. But on the other side of the break, let's talk a little about about those unforeseen things that always hit us. Uh, oh, yeah. At, like a two-by-four. <laughs> we'll hey, be back with the love either. card. <laughs> We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio.
4: Welcome to Geraldine Tegelov Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem, you can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. It's never
3: heard. Everyone knows you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. But who wants to catch a fly? Flies are quick and repulsive. Flies have two wings while all other insects have four, and they beat their wings 200 times per second. That's faster than a hummingbird. Flies jump up and backwards when taking off with an average speed of 5 miles per hour. What's the word for that annoying buzzing sound flies make? Fritternancy. Pestologists tell us that flies' favorite color is red. Flies have kinesophobia. That's the fear of movement. So simply hang a plastic bag filled with water to keep the flies away. My only question would be, would a fly without wings be called a what? I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are in the final uh, part of our hour. Uh, We're chatting today with Bill Lockhart. He is the head coach for 227 Financial Coaching. Um, Bill, thank you so much again for being here. We're we're, uh, learning so much, and and most importantly, we're building confidence that it's not just people who are CPAs that can uh, balance their budgets and get to the end of the month uh, with a penny still in the in the pocket. Uh, you're giving us the confidence that any one of us can be financially solvent if we really put our minds to it.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and for for those people who need help, um, that's where some like myself can come in and help you. You know, as I said, I can give you an objective look at where you're at. I'm not mm-hmm. going to pass judgment. You know, so many people I work with, they, they talk talk about how they're just hopeless and they're embarrassed to show me just where they're at in the world. And I tell them, it's just, let's not worry about what happened in the past. Let's focus on the future and, mm-hmm. and get, get yourself into a better place.
0: Bill, so many times, and, and like you say, sometimes people are embarrassed to talk about it. Money is such a sensitive issue. And I think we all get very private about our money. But there are times, uh, the, and this could be civilian or military, and I think it's even harder in the military because uh, we have a job to do that is uh, very very strict and specific. When you're uh, enlisted and you're serving your country, um, you don't have the option to just say, oh, you know what, I'm going to go try that job down in Utah. <laughs> we have to stay uh, with the job that we're at, and we have to see it through. But what about those times when some things happen that are unforeseen, some of those catastrophes? Um, it might be the car back home that your, your wife was driving uh, broke or they had an accident or whatever, or maybe even it's a divorce and there's an awful lot of legal fees and settlements, and here you are deployed, but you still have to take care of those financial needs. How, well, you how, know. how do we do it?
1: Well, you know, th- thank God I haven't had to deal personally with the divorce, but um, I've certainly dealt with a car breaking down while while I'm deployed. Um, my wife can be can tell you about how the demons uh, moved into our minivan when I was in yes. Baghdad, and we could could not get the thing fixed at all, and got to the point where we just had to go and think and replace it. And I was deployed, and she had two young kids running around, and she had a house to run herself. And believe me, you know, I, I had the easier of the two jobs. She was the one trying to get it all done. But how do we get through it? We we get through it by realizing, first off, that things like that are going to happen. You know, there's no sticking our heads in the ground and thinking, okay, we won't have a problem next month or next year. It's going to happen and um we need to prepare for that by putting money aside not for investments but for an emergency and we we start by just putting a $1000 aside so that we've got a buffer zone between us and the emergency and then we we start collecting or amassing uh, as much money as we can until we have about 3 to 6 months worth of living expenses Put aside just in a local savings account or in a money market account and in that way when, when things when lightning does strike or strikes more than once at the same time mm-hmm. we've got some money that we can quickly get to and say okay the brakes went out in the car at the same time that the H- the, the AC at the house broke down let's go ahead we knew this was coming well, we knew that this was something like this was going to eventually happen, so let's take that money out of savings, that emergency mm-hmm. fund, and let's not panic, and let's get it taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that buffer zone uh, of, of money, that emergency uh, fund buffer zone, is what's going to allow us to, to see that the light is at the end of the tunnel and we don't have to panic and we don't have to run off post to the local Payday loan uh, shark people, or the pawn right. shop to borrow money, and we don't have to tell the kids no. You know, Christmas is canceled this year because the car broke down. Something absurd mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. it's one of the things that I, I when I work with people, especially young people, is it is yeah, we we've got to have we've got to be able to live life. You know, I don't want people to just sit at home staring at um, a blank wall and watch the paint dry. I want you to get out there and enjoy life. But you also have to be responsible adults now and be prepared for things that are going to happen. And because they are at the worst possible time. So get that emergency fund saved up to the point where things, when, when Murphy comes into your life, you can quickly get to the bank, cut a check or get the cash and say, okay, get it fixed and let's be done with it. Let's, let's not dwell on it. Let's not, let's not have it put any more undue stress in our relationship. Let's just get it done and then move on to the next thing. Get back to our lives
0: and actually that that's basic uh business protocol you want your capital reserve and a 6 month capital reserve is is a good uh target to to sort of set your sights at so um mm-hmm. and i think so many times people think oh i've got to have thousands and thousands when all of a sudden you say you know what if i can put $10 away this week and maybe 10 or 15 next week, and all of a sudden the 10 or 15 turns into 20 or 25, I, I, do, I think we we get um, too wrapped up in the big zeros.
1: I absolutely agree with that. I, I, I can remember people saying, well, if you don't have a half a million dollars, what's the point in in investing? You won't make any money anyways, and that's just foolish. Um, yeah. You know, young people today can can start putting money into their into the TSP accounts, or also the Roth IRAs, or if you're a civilian um, in the civilian world, into a Roth IRA. And you'll be surprised by how quickly it starts to uh, the compounding interest starts working in your favor instead of working against you if you buy things on credit cards. So any dollar, and, and even now, even I, I've been doing this now for 10, uh, close to ten years, I still find money. You know, my wife and I still look in our budget and, and find ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars here, and it's like, you know, why not put it into our savings? Because we've got plans for retirement. I, I may have retired from the army in 2010, but mm-hmm. you know, um, I still got two young kids. And uh, I I still got a lot of years ahead of me, and and when uh, we're empty nesters, we intend to do a lot of things, a lot of traveling, uh, you know, uh, the Lord's willing, a lot of uh, looking at grandkids and things like that. So we want the money there to use when that time comes.
0: And I think so often we, and I have to say, my husband ended up retiring early from uh, his career uh, due to downsizing. And um, we probably weren't as prepared as we thought we would be because we thought we still had years to come. So those who are able to sort of do this reserve now and are able to Get a little um, get a little ahead while they're younger. Um, that's fantastic. Is it is it too late for someone who's in their fifties or sixties to start tucking it away?
1: <laughs> Not at all. It's never oh, right. too late. Oh, good. To make, Thank you. <laughs> never, never never too late to make a good decision. Um, you know, I my wife and I didn't really get into this um, mm-hmm. into this idea. Until I was um, a major almost a lieutenant colonel, so not until you know the later uh, stages of my military career and um, it's never too late uh, you know it's one of those things where if i could if I could talk to the the young second lieutenants or the young uh, privates and e threes and kind of sit down with them and show them what can happen uh, if if they're able to find the money to to, to invest wisely and plan a budget and stay out of debt, uh, they'd be looking at, and just, you know, they'd be millionaires before they're, you know, before they're 50 years old. You know, it, that's the potential that they have now. So it, it's never too late and, and it's, it's also never too early to start.
0: Never too early. Bill, we're just about ready to wrap up here. Um, can people call you? Can people contact you by your website?
1: Absolutely. If you go to www.financial227support, you'll see that you can contact me uh, through there, or you can just email me at info at financial 227 com. info at financial227support.com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I was just... Um, just, uh, the other day I was standing in line at the movie theater and overheard a conversation behind me and it uh, turned out that it was a young uh, Army officer who was on leave from Fort Benning and just sharing experiences with him about what it's like to uh, start a military career. So I'd love to hear from you. <clears throat> I'd love to have a, a nice 30-minute chat over the phone with you to, to see what's troubling you or where you're at right now and how I can help. And if you go to um, my website, you'll see the services I offer. I'll tell you up front that I offer a discounted rate for all military people um, just because that's, as I said, that's where my passion is, and I want to get the help out there. So, by all means, I I keep a pretty active blog, and I also want to to, before we get run out of time, I want to make sure I say you know thank you to you, Robin. This has been a fantastic conversation, and... And it's, this, your website is fantastic. It's such a great asset for for all military families. The way you 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 gather all this information in one place for them. So thank you for that.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Both Sandra and I appreciate that so much. Um, we uh, want to say thank you. 21 years is quite a, a, a contribution to our country, Bill. So uh, for that, we thank you. And we thanks for all of the service that you're now providing, because you, your time in the military kind of hasn't ended because you still are giving everyone this wonderful advice. Bill Lockhart, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, and, and Carrie, keep, keep doing what you're doing. It really is important work.
0: We appreciate it so much. Uh, do find us on iTunes if you want to uh, listen to this again and get some more of that information that you might have missed during the show. Uh, we're at iTunes. We're at Radio. Dot com. We are on Facebook. Find us there. Find us on Twitter. We're all over. Uh, most importantly, we want to make sure we're in your listening device, in your iPhone, in your uh, iPad, iPod, whatever you listen to. We want to make sure we're with you here on Military Mom Talk Radio. This is Robin Boyd. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week.